Hello and welcome to the 1 106th of a second photography podcast. I'm now in full lockdown mode due to the coronavirus. So I've been working at home now for about a week and a half. I'm still sane, I hope, although time will tell. And it means I haven't been able to get out and do much photography. Unlike everyone who creates content, things need to change and people need to think about how they create the content when they can't go out and do what they do. So fashion, portrait and street photographer can't interact with people. Landscape photographer is a bit different, but I'm a fashion, portrait and street photographer, which does mean I'm a bit limited. I'm still thinking about how to do YouTube videos and there are a few things in the bag that I can do. But things like, you know, there's only so many, there's only so many product reviews I can do and things like that before we get to a point where just needlessly doing things. With that in mind, before the coronavirus outbreak, I did decide I wanted to record more of my YouTube footage in 4K because I'm quite happy with what I get out of my Canon DSLR. And again, it's a basic Canon DSLR that I've done most of my filming on YouTube with. It's a Canon 200D, SL2, I think it might be called in other non-UK territories. And I bought it quite cheap. I bought it from Toby Deals. I did an episode about my experience going through Toby Deals and I was more than happy with them to sum up that episode. But what I liked about it was it had a flip screen, it had a mic input. Like all Canon DSLRs seem to have, I've had a mic input and it had the Canon's really good autofocus so if I put it in f8 and I fix the shutter speed so it's double the reciprocal of the frame rate then the autofocus is very good most things are in focus and I can do my YouTube stuff really well and I'm pleased with the image I get out of the camera in 1080p however once I've edited it and I upload it to YouTube it doesn't look as good as I thought it would and I think the reason being is it doesn't have a high enough bitrate so I thought long and hard about how I can improve this because I'm happy with my output a lot of people say it's not the best YouTube output of everyone but I'm not a professional I do it the way I want to and I do it quite quickly I don't have a week where I can spend recording a video and editing a video I have a couple of hours at the weekend so for what I do I'm quite happy but it's a bit disheartening when you watch it back on YouTube to do the subtitles and do other things and you think oh that doesn't look as good as I thought it would it doesn't look as good as it did on my iPad it doesn't look as good as it did when I watched on the telly to check it before uploading it and like I say the reason is I think it, it's a low bit rate it's not like the lowest bit rate but I suspect I'm getting about 30 megabits per second so really with YouTube compression, I want higher megabits per second. And I thought about how I can up this and how I can do things. I thought generally about my YouTube stuff. And I came to the conclusion that I like camcorders. And then I thought, oh... I like camcorders. And it's almost like camcorders have not become a dirty word, but they're so far out of fashion. They're so far out of vogue that they almost are a strange thing now. So a while ago, I did have a camcorder and it outputted at 50 megabits per second, but it didn't look as good as my Canon, which had a lower bit rate. It didn't look as good. Now, for quite a lot of what I do, I don't need a shallow depth of field. DSLRs, full frame, APS-C, small sensor, whatever, they're all quite good. Our cameras that are predominantly stills cameras very good at shallow depth of field even on something like an rx100 you can get a good shallow depth of field but like i said at the start of the episode i'm generally setting things on f8 so that i'm not having a focus problem because the problem is if you record things at f2.8 f2 it's very easy for things to be blurred and while canon's autofocus is very good and will probably track and keep things in focus it's not as reliable and it will miss focus slightly and it will be more pronounced at a shallower depth of field than a high depth of field and the style of videos I do sort of top down looking at things and product reviews and unboxings and things like that a higher depth of field is more suited so 
I was thinking, I, I don't really need a DSLR. I need a mic input, really. I want good autofocus. And I want something where I just have to set the shutter speed and everything else is automatic. Oh, and I want good stabilisation as well for when I'm out and about. And I know that's an irony to talk about at the moment, being out and about and filming stuff. And I did think, but all these things are in a camcorder. They have high bit rates. They're 4K and they have 4K without limit on recording and stuff. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought I want a camcorder for YouTube videos. And no camera is perfect. I've said that all along, but I think a, a camcorder might be suited. So I looked at them and the problem, you really want to try them out and look at the bit rate. And I researched the, the bit rate and stuff. And again, I remember back to the Sony camcorder I had that had a high bit rate. Just something was stopping the image looking really good might have been the lens so in the end i looked on ebay and i bought a second hand sony camcorder now this camcorder does 4k it does 4k at 100 megabits per second 60 megabits per second does hd at 50 megabits per second it almost feels like there's not going to be a great deal of difference between the hd at 50 megabits per second and the 4k at 60 megabits per second if i want the top quality yes i'd go for 4k 100 so i got that and i've been so impressed with that it charges off usb it's got a flippy screen that i can articulate and move around it's automatic i can control manual settings on this camcorder but I can also not as well and I've actually found that all I need to do is put it at a shutter speed of 1 50th of a second recording at 25 frames per second pal and everything else takes care of itself the autofocus is good the zoom is good and if I shoot in HD I can get a digital zoom which is a good digital zoom not a terrible digital zoom and I'm really quite happy if i shoot at 4k i found my ipad couldn't cope with it that's one of the reasons i got an ipad a while ago maybe about two years ago so that i could do prompt video editing so i found with my latest video i've had to go back to my pc and that's a fairly torturous process because i'm so used to doing things on the ipad using LumaFusion. it's quick and videos are exported in under two minutes even a long, a long eight minute video will export in under two minutes. Back on the PC, it's 40, 50 minutes to export. It's really, I really miss editing on the iPad. What I found with footage from a Sony camcorder or Sony cameras, I suppose, with higher bit rates, is as long as the clips are short, then then there's no problem importing them and running them on the iPad. It's all, it almost feels like an inbuilt threshold that Apple have put in because I think I recorded like a 16 minute 4K, 100 megabit per second clip. I just did my thing and I didn't break it down it imported I could save it and I could save it using the files app rather than the camera app however I couldn't then do anything with it so it was there just taking up space I couldn't do anything with it so I get really good footage using a camcorder and it will enable me to have two different perspectives which I think looks really good one of the things I really like about 4k is you can crop in with no loss of quality in editing if you're doing just a, a top-down video, you can crop in and out, and it just looks better. It just that movement just breaks up what may be perceived to be a boring video. It's really good. So I've got a Panasonic G7, and you remember a few episodes ago I talked about I sold my Micro Four Thirds lenses. Well, I've actually bought a cheap speed booster 
and I'm using that with the Panasonic G7. And again, I can record 4K or high megabit HD. Panasonic G7, like all Panasonics, has very good inputs for recording audio. The preamps are better than on Canon. Sony's preamps seem okay, what I can tell. But the preamps are probably the best on Panasonic of all the camera brands I've tried. So I can record good audio, but the autofocus is rubbish. And even if I just manually focus it to like the furthest part and put it on F8, I still find things aren't in focus because I'm moving things about and positions change. So that sort of wasn't a very good thing either. So it's not like I'm filming someone and I can constantly adjust the focus. I'm doing something and I'm filming it. That's generally how, how things work. So I need that automatic focus. So on the one hand, I've got my Panasonic G7, which produces a lovely image. I did a video just me filming things with my Panasonic G7 and I got amazing quality footage. I, I was really impressed with it. I was constantly tweaking the focus. I was constantly zooming in and, and checking focus and doing it all manually I can't do that so on one hand I've got the Panasonic G7 on the other hand I've got the Canon and I want the best of both worlds and I'm quite satisfied that a camcorder will actually give me the best of both worlds I won't be ever taking stills with this camcorder although you can it would be an interesting experiment to see how good the stills are going out and about it has fantastic stabilization it has sort of almost GoPro Hero 7 or 8 quality stabilization. Not as good, but it has very good. It records in 24 frames per second, 50 and 25. I'm sure I can switch it to 30 and 60 if I want to. I can do MP4, but it's megabits per second. It's really low quality. I can do AVC HD, which I never do because you're limited in your editing on that. Have to do it on a PC or a Mac. And I can record in XAVC-S, which is Sony's one. That's potentially where the problem lies with editing on my iPad because it's that specific codec and I'm sure, sure Apple have put in a threshold limit the length or file size on that so I get best of both worlds it's automated and it gives me something else that you can't get with a, a DSLR or a mirrorless camera don't forget this is a camcorder it gives me the ability to record with night vision on so often I find myself in a low light situation or I'm trying to do something at night and then I've got the complication of needing to bring lights with me or something like that. I can just record in infrared, which should be great for doing things like astrophotography videos and other really low light videos where in order to get a picture or an exposure in video, you would need to bump the ISO up so much that it couldn't be used. Well, I think I could probably use night vision in that mode and, and get quite good footage. One thing it does do is it emits infrared radiation and the night vision mode just picks up infrared radiation so it almost illuminates itself you can't see it because it's infrared radiation rather than light but it does do a good job creating enough radiation for the sensor to pick up as well also got built-in ND filters recording on your phone is another option however the problem with recording on your phone is if you set your shutter speed to be double the reciprocal of your frame rate you very soon find you overexposed your image you want to fix your shutter speed to get the best looking footage. The aperture of the iPhone is around f2. The ISO is very low. So even if you put it on the lowest ISO, on a bright sunny day, you've got overexposed images. I found that with my first Sony camcorder. I was getting very overexposed images out in a bright sunny day, which really is what a camcorder is designed for. So you put ND filters on your phone. That's a bit of a hassle. And you're constantly fiddling about. So something that's easy, like your phone, it's not actually that easy to get professional and good looking footage. Now I have Filmic Pro on my phone. I've always had Filmic Pro since it came out that shoots in 4k I can plug a microphone in 
But then I need a gimbal, then I need to stick an ND filter on my lens, and all of a sudden I've got something that's a bit unwieldy. One of the things I like about a camcorder is all that stuff's there. It's got ND filters, it's got mic jacks, it, it's as automated as you want it to be. You can hold it in one hand. So they've always got this sort of band that you put your hand through. So you put your hand through and it's like this grip and then you hold it. Well, you know what? holding a camcorder in your right hand your thumb easily rests on the start and stop button to turn it on you just flip the screen out and it's ready and because you set the shutter speed you don't need to worry about anything else bright sunny day put the nd filter down look through the eyepiece if it's very bright and you can't see the screen and everything everything works you've got a zoom built in and then all of those problems you had using your phone you don't have i don't need to bring a gimbal with me it's got a gimbal built in i don't need to worry about all the attaching the stuff to my phone i don't need to worry about running out of space on my phone I don't need to worry about someone calling me or text coming up equally if i take a camera out with me to record video i don't need to worry about lenses i've got all the lenses in the zooms so i don't need to worry about this and that battery life is good and you can stick a massive battery on it so it just makes recording easier and anything that makes recording easier for me is good so i get easier recording with a camcorder it's small enough i can take it with me it's got everything built in that i would ever need and i get my high bit rate which was what i was after so i look an idiot walking around with a camcorder i think anyone does they look like a like a dad at a soccer match or a football match so i had this sudden realization while i was lining up things to film for my youtube channel that i actually like camcorders and then i had this realization that camcorders are a bit out of vogue a bit out of fashion i mean they still make them so someone's buying them someone like me who's bought two camcorders in his life i even saw on iphoneographers a review of essentially the same thing as a camcorder it was this mount to put your phone in and you can attach lenses and lens hoods and you've got this big magnifying glass on it so you can see your screen better even in bright sunlight and you've got this right-handed grip and it just turns your phone into a camcorder essentially but it cost almost as much as a camcorder it just seemed ridiculous things are going to be different because of the coronavirus our lives are different content creation is now going to be different i'm going to be thinking of things that i can do without having to go out and experiences i can talk about without having to go out because i see for the next three months i won't be going out i won't be doing photography ah uh, i will be doing some photography but it will be photography based in my shed or based in the house or other things i suppose i'm just saying bear with me i'm not going to do things for the sake of it but equally i'm going to try and keep the podcast going in what is a difficult situation and a situation where it might be quite easy to get a bit of content creators block but we'll see don't forget to leave a review on itunes because i would really appreciate it. it would help get my show out there more help more people to listen to it thank you goodbye